Hi guys and welcome to episode 11. Just a heads up, there's no gags in the intro this time. We'll keep it clean for a change. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on iTunes and do us a solid by leaving a five-star review as it helps us spread the word. Our website has loads of info about all of our episodes, so if you want details on the beers we've reviewed or our guests, check out www.bhbanter.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at Bounty Hunter Banter, BH Banter on Twitter, or email us your thoughts on the episode at feedback at bhbanter.com. See, I told you there'd be no gags in this intro. This is a gag-free zone. In fact, we're with you. Bounty Hunter Banter is prepared to stand up for your rights against gagging. Welcome back to Bounty Hunter Banter, like I cut you off there, <laughs> for your regular dose of beer and pop culture. Uh, I'm Dan, I'm here with Chris. What's up, motherfuckers? And Pete. Howdy. We're here on uh, Friday evening, a very chilly evening in uh, in my games room. Well and truly preloaded. Uh, not well and truly preloaded, we just need to not not end Gotta up like we did. get the beer coat a, on. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking chilly out here in uh, Sydney at the moment. Um... So tonight uh, we have four beers to go through as normal and we have a few bits and pieces to shit talk about. Uh, so to start us off tonight, Pete, you did, this is your uh, your first selection for the, uh, it for is. the podcast. So Very you, excited about you went it. To our, you went to our regular guys over at uh, Quaker Cellars and picked up some, uh, picked up some good ones actually. Um, we have Merchant Brewing from New South Wales. We have their Fruit Tingle Sour. Which is, <laughs> this is their... <laughs> Chris was making yeah. crazy motion. Yeah, sorry, Pete was talking to me about this outside. I have had this one. As it's soon as I saw it Merchant, I'm like, yeah, I fucking had that. It's, yeah. their, it's their Gabsby. Looked yeah. awesome. Um, 5.7%. We have Hop Nation Brewing from Victoria. Their Black Rhino Cherry Lips Smoked Black Goza at 5.5%. Does that all fit on one label? Say that fast. It does. Jesus oh, you haven't Christ. seen that one yet. No, that's fucking cool. The fucking label is epic. Um, we have Exit Brewing number 15 double milk stout at 7.7%. Yeah. And we have a very, very special entry today that I was given to by a very good friend of mine. Um, we have Yuli's Dad's Army Chris Chris's Imperial Stout, which is a, a barrel-aged Imperial Stout at 8.6%. And it's been in the barrel for 12 months. Chris's, oh, wow. Chris's Imperial Stout. 12 so, months barrel-aged. I like it already. Do we know so, what sort of barrels? Are they oak? Are they? I think they were sherry. Wooden. Wooden type yeah. barrels. Wooden, wooden barrels. Wooden <laughs> Thanks, barrels. They're, they've been sitting in a keg and they're barrel-aged. Made, <laughs> made by a cooper. Um, that uh, James uh, bottled that off uh, the other day. He kegged it off, but he bottled some as well, and uh, he bought some into the brewery for us. And I asked him whether he minded us re uh, reviewing it on the podcast, and he said, "Yep, go awesome. for it." It's going to be awkward if we say it's crap. It won't be. Trust me, <laughs> it won't be. Well, nothing had, I've ever I, had from Yulee's no, no, would no, indicate I, that it would I'm, be. I'm fully confident that it's going to abs- be absolutely fucking delicious. So um, that's what we're going through tonight. Some big cool. beers there, considering we're a couple into the voids. Down, yeah, so nothing's under five and a half percent. Yeah, wonderful. sorry. Um, so I just want to kick off this one by saying a big thanks to uh Tom from Bank Hotel, uh, Uncle Hop's Bar for having us for the live episode last last week. Um, 
big, big thanks to him and a big thanks to Phil from uh, the Pump House as well for having us for our first live episode. Uh, just, I think, mainly thanking them because they took a gamble on us. I <laughs> yeah. mean, we don't really, we, we've known them for a little while now, but not, not like enormously known them. They took a gamble on three guys shit talking and setting up in their bar and, and just doing what we do. So, big, big thanks to them. Probably under the pretense that, we knew what we were, what were doing. We doing. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. 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 I think and we- then I fucked up the audio <laughs> on the live feed. <laughs> that, that's all right. It happens. Um, and then we had Supernova a couple of weeks ago. So I just want to give a shout out yeah. to uh, uh, Tamira Morrison, who we all had a photo with. Yeah. Um, who was an absolutely fucking awesome guy. Um, like I expected him to be a cool dude, but I did not expect the reception we got. He was super hyped, man. For when- those that are uncultured, uh, Tamira Morrison played amongst other uh, roles uh, Boba Fett in the, the Django Fett. Django Fett, sorry, in the newer tr- Shitter trilogy. Uh, and Star Wars, also, by the way, Jack the Moose. There is only one trilogy, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And yeah, the prequels don't Beckle. count. Damn it. Yep. And Jack the Moose in uh, Once We're Warriors. Once Warriors. Yeah. So. And he's done a whole bunch of other stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but like, we walked in. Me and Chris walked in in Bounty Hunter Brewing shirts. Pete walked in in a Bounty Hunter banner shirt. And straight away, he's like, Bounty Hunters. And we've like, we we brought a shirt for you, like. We didn't ask him to put the shirt on. We didn't think he was going to put it on. No. We didn't think he was going to put, put it on. Put a ball on the floor and go, but, yeah, I'll check it out. But straight away, he was like, I'm going to put this that, on. Bro. I'm going to put it on. I want I want to put it on. What sizes have you got for me? He grabbed, it, grabbed the shirt we got for him. Well, money, little boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know what size he was, so we took the, the large and the extra large. Or did we take the XL and the double XL? XL and the double XL. Go, oh, I'm an XL, bro. Yeah, so um, he was a great sport, like absolutely champion guy. Like I would have loved to have been able to actually sit have a chat with, with him. him. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, he just yeah, just super super enthusiastic and uh, much to the dismay by because I was I kept looking over at the photographers and what would have most likely been his publicist. Uh, and she came been, over and, and sorted the shirt up. Yeah. They, yeah. Were, they yeah. were looking over there because he he actually he he carried on a little bit. Yeah, he did, but. They were like, let's fucking get these photos on. Like, we've got to get these photos <laughs> done. And, and we were near the front of the queue, yeah, too. Yeah, we were so. near the front, but he was just chilling. He was sweet. He was asking for beer samples and shit. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, dude. Like, nah. and, and like he said, <laughs> we've, we've, we've got to do the uh, the beer drinking pose. Yeah, and yeah, which is which on our- unfortunately came out like I was eating cock. But anyway, <laughs> well, you know. But uh, no, it was it was awesome. He, he was, was great. Really so, good. yeah. And, and, and the, the most important part from, well, the, the coolest part was he said, he was going to wear the shirt for the rest of the, the photo session. Yeah. And all the dudes that we saw walking out with a Tamira Morrison photo after we'd left had the Bounty, the Bounty Hunter, Hunter shirt ban- on. Uh, Bounty Hunter Brewing shirt on, which is awesome. Yeah, it was guy. heaps good. Yeah. So if there is anyone out there that did get a photo and did have one of our shirts in a shot, like post it on our Facebook page or send it to us because that'd be pretty pretty sweet. To yeah, that'd be dope. 100%. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we want those photos. Yeah, guys, yeah. Send, them, send them to us because, uh, yeah, we'd be right in there and, yeah. Keep posting those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, um, Should okay. we talk about Supernova in general, or do you want to jump into the shirts, or what? Um, where were you about to go? Shirts. I, I was. I was going to go back on uh, the not the last one we did, the one before. Um, so the E three episode. Yeah. So what I took out of E three was not a great deal. Like I don't think. Any of us did. I mean, it was. There, I'm there still going to buy Assassin's Creed Special Edition there's, with there's the statue. There's going to be bits and pieces we're going to take out, but something that came out for me came to light after the actual press conferences for the week of E3, 
and I've been following it for a little while, waiting for it to come out. We still don't have a release date. Is the Call of Cthulhu video game? What? So what they, they announced this? I think they announced this last year. So it's a first-person sort of mystery in the HP Lovecraft world. So at E3 oh, this, this is year, ringing a bell actually. I so, think so. This year they actually released a little bit more about what the game's about. So what it actually is, it's not just a general walk around mystery puzzle solving. I mean, it is, but it's got a bit more depth to it than that. It's actually, from what I understand, based on a old Dungeons and Dragons campaign that was converted to the HP Lovecraft world. So you actually invest points in perception or yeah, cool. bits and pieces strength or bits and pieces. So you... The way you investigate what's happening in this town, in this whole Cthulhu world, um, how that is revealed is very dependent on what you've put your stat points into. So it's a first-person mystery adventure game with these D and D D and D background of it. So bit of RPG one, in it, exactly. So one of the things they've said is, uh, like, you can investigate a painting, look at a painting, and then there will be an extra option to go into understanding your insight into what the painting's about. But if you haven't put points into that skill, you won't gleam any extra evidence yeah, that's cool. from, from the painting. So th that, to me, was what I wanted from E3. It was something a little bit more unique that hasn't been used before rather than just all these extra bits and pieces and that we've we seen before. And what we got was just a dried-up turd that we'd all seen before a hundred times. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I was really excited about that. Um, E3 was so disappointing this year that even our listeners didn't bother listening to the podcast. It was pretty late. I mean, look, I was I was happy for what I got out of it. I mean, I think there were some great games that, that I was excited for. Um, but as a whole, there was just nothing that... There was nothing groundbreaking. There I could have easily just not exciting. watched it. There was no destiny. Holy yeah. fuck me. That, oh, that yeah. really is fruit tingle. <laughs> Our first beer is Purple, out. man. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That is so good. But yeah, I, I really didn't get a hell of a lot out of it. Um, there was some cool shit, but again, like Dan said, all the games we've seen before, all their reiterations or revamps or rehashes or just, you know. The next Same the, stuff the next wrapped episode in a of, different wrapper, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of the unique stuff. I think we got the most out of the indie sections of of a lot of the conferences, though. I, hey, oh, you want the bottle? Um, I think I'm gonna. I, I haven't had much time because I went away not long after that. But I, I'm gonna have to go and sit down on some YouTube and watch some more of the indie. Yeah, like yeah. the indie games, the the couch talks and things. I was like doing that, that on YouTube recently, and the the indie stuff. There's just so much more, a lot more interesting. I don't know how places. good the games will actually be, but it is more interesting to watch. And and even if it's know. not, it's the, it's once again, it's what we talk about. It's that creative side. It's going to be those things that we're interested in. Why are you doing this? How have you developed this? How did you come up with this idea? Yeah. Let's let's look at something different. It might not work this time. But potentially, I mean, these sort of things have led to yeah. We, the, we you need to encourage experimentation because yeah. there's just there's thousands of games and and most of them will will stick to the the same old trope. Yeah. So I, I fully encourage and and will pay for experimentation even if I know it didn't work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what was the giggle for the beer? Um, yeah, no. The that's um that, that's interesting, um, but interesting in a very very good way. I mean, it's. 
It's fucking purple. It's it's <laughs> very amazing color. We, we've it's got an awesome color. We've got Merchant Brewing Co. Is, <clears throat> let me try that again. <laughs> Merchant <laughs> Brewing Co. On the back of your teeth as well. Yeah. Um, fruit Tingle Sour. So this is their this is their Gabs beer. It's it's purple. It's it's a purpley <laughs> pink. Um, and it it literally looks like the color of uh, the purple Fruit Loops. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's kind of a dark, burnt purple. Well, yeah. I suppose the fruit fruit tingle is uh, fruit tingle a is cocktail. A, yeah, with uh, blue curacao and a couple of other bits and pieces, like got like triple sec and something else. Oh, triple sec and blue curacao and granadine. That's where you get the purple from. Yeah, there you go. Just going back to your old days as a oh, bartender, yeah. Dan. Geez, that was scraping the uh, the memory <laughs> the memory, memory banks for that. Um, but it's a really dry sour, but with that really almost artificial fake fruit character but i'm sure it's not i'm i'm yeah. sure it's actually proper fruit but it's they've done a really good uh mimicking that 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 fruit tangle that yeah. that fruit loops fruit if you haven't tried character. it you need to go out and try it before they run out because yeah. it is a limited release and it's it's really interesting it's not at all beery no this no, is no. the sort of thing i would take home to the missus because she hates beer it's it's, it's that's that cidery side of sour. Yeah. But yeah. the um, while you guys are drinking that, the other day I actually stopped in at um, Sweeney's roof, rooftop bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every Friday they change their kegs out. It's actually a pretty cool venue upstairs. Um, I had for the life of me, I'm trying to remember what the name of the brewery was. They do. It's called Whiz Fizz. Yeah, okay. Oh, really? And it's sherbet beer. Fucking sherbet <laughs> beer. Was it good? It was, honestly. We need to start. We're, we're going to get to a point because, I, I mean, I went into to, um, to Quaker Cellars tonight to pick up the beers. There are so many beers that we've now tried that we're, not that we're, we're um, running out of things to choose because I could have picked up 10 others. But we, we might get to a point where we're going to need to start going around to these sorts of places and need getting to go to a bigger place. Well, there's, I mean, places like the Oak Barrel and stuff in, in yeah. Sydney, there's, there's some, they're like five times, six times the size of, of Q Cellars. Well, to be honest, I, I skipped over. There was a bunch of European beers that I considered getting. I, I, I considered picking up a German beer, but uh, I mean, there's so many interesting choices and I prefer to support the Australian market first as a primary. I, I was actually, I was talking to James from Yulee's this, this morning when I was saying we were going to review the, the stout on the yep. the show, uh, and I said we started off with a lot of, and this is my my choosing and how my choices for this has evolved. We started off picking a lot of American craft beer stuff yep. to bring in and and try. And once again, it, it, that, entirely my choice, and I think I was choosing them because I thought I'd tried a lot of the Australian stuff, and yeah. I didn't think that the the Australian market had that much more to to offer me because I mean I've been I've been in the industry for almost seven years now, so it, like I was looking at the American stuff and sort of glancing over a lot of the Australian stuff, and like we were saying to him that we started with the American and now we've gone this full circle back to almost solely doing yeah, Australian, Australian beers, Australian and New Zealand, I guess that that whole Australasian yeah. Oceania area. Um, I think the whole last two or three, maybe even four episodes, we've only done Australian beers. There's fucking but not tons be- of it. But not because There's we went out of, of our and way. The and, the, of it. and not we haven't gone out of our way. And it's heaps of it. And the, it's the fucking quality, good. the quality yeah. has just... It, and, 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 and just on that, I, mean, I, I think I gave a pretty harsh rating in our last episode before 
before the live episode. So that was the E3, E3 episode. episode. I, I gave a pretty harsh rating to, to I think, Pirate Life, Golden Ale, <laughs> and, and, and a couple of others because, you know, from our perspective, we're trying the most out there beers that we can possibly try. And that is that Merchant Fruit Tingle is a very, very good example of that. That yeah. is that is a it's really out there. out there beer. No one would walk into a pub and go, oh, I want some beer. Give me the Fruit Tingle. Yeah. It's it's not yeah. a beer that you would you would buy unless you were looking for something that was different. And um, we it, we, we we spoke about curbing our expectations of things because yeah. we were we were trying such huge beers. And but yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, the worst beer that we've ever tried has been a and and I'm like I wouldn't pick a name because I don't have anything specific in mind. But the worst beer we've ever tried is a fucking well crafted Australian craft beer. It's probably an IPA. Um, so you know our our minimum. Um, quality beer Someone, is still a fucking good beer. Someone's phone's buzzing. Uh, no, it could be mine, maybe. It is yours. It it's is. always yours. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to put it on the floor so it's not vibrating on yeah, the table? I will do that. Sorry, people. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I, I was probably a bit overly harsh just because it's it, it's it's all relative and the lowest quality beer is still a fucking high quality yeah, epic it, craft it, beer. It is. It's, it's just, you know, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And I'll continue to be really harsh because that's just in my nature. <laughs> and but, you come here for banter, not fucking, not uh, not censored shit. But the name of the uh, Whizfizz I just looked up was uh, Mash Brewing. Mm. Yeah, okay. And yeah. it was, it's next, it's one of the best beers that I've actually had. We nice. had one after work, had about three pints of it after work and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> like was it taste it sour three or pints. was a... Yeah, it's... It, I don't know if it was meant to be because the, they really didn't have much signage on it but it just said fucking whiz fizz. Um, <laughs> it, it did definitely feel like a, a sour but it was like you had levels. You, I can only put it to... I love sherbet and... Whiz fizz, man. You know when you put the whole bag of whiz fizz in your mouth, or if you're like feeling yeah. game, you choke put like, on it. Yeah, <laughs> several bags of whiz fizz in your mouth, and first, or you take a breath just before you go to eat it, and you end up inhaling it yeah. and choking on it. Yeah, but um, you get the the sweetness, yeah. and then you get your like back teeth start floating, and then as you swallow it all down, it's just your 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 mouth just purses up like a cat's asshole. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it had all of these awesome things. <laughs> But it it had like a real. I'm just seeing the episode title now. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's asshole. Yeah. But it, it it had like a real orangey sort of passion fruity, like mixed berry kind of. You couldn't really put your finger on what it was because each time your sort of facial expression would change, <laughs> you would you would get a new expression. So that's cool. Mash nice. did a fucking mad beer. I yeah, like cool. It. Yeah. Nice. I just wanted to um to jump into something quickly that we'll oh, come back to at the end of the episode. I'm, I'm sorry, it's cold, and I've had You've a already got to do a piss. I've got a piss. Uh, you're like fucking ten minutes in. Thimbleina, probably going to be four during this episode. Thimble-sized bladder. Jesus Christ. Well, um, well, 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 no, what, no. Sorry, I just got? just quickly going to start with something that we will um come back to at the uh, towards the end of the episode. So we've just passed a thousand downloads. Um, well, just passed a we we passed about a week ago. We're up to ten episodes, so. Uh, we're actually going to do a, a shirt giveaway. So, um, if you want a bounty hunter banter T-shirt, uh, we've got some. Uh, we've got a cool new design that we're throwing on a shirt. So we'll Sweet. we'll explain how you can get your hands on one of those shirts towards the end of the episode because it's it's really for the people that have been supporting us since the start and who actually listen to the episodes. Yeah. So I'm not going to make it easy and just say on Facebook if you want a free shirt, do this. <laughs> uh, you actually have to be a listener. Because we really wanted to say thank you to the community that have been supporting us from the start. So, yeah, cool. Cheers. Yeah, so we'll, we'll come back to that towards the end. You have to listen to the whole episode. Sweet. 
Did you have something you want to talk about? I uh, I do, although I know I know that Dan is hanging to hear about it, so I might wait till he hang, uh, okay. gets back to hang a slash. But um, so well, we can't talk about Supernova either because he's not here for that. So I'll talk about something that I found really interesting in news in the last probably four weeks, and that is that the the Chinese anti gambling laws news. Like as in like seven nightly news. No, news. no, no, no. Just, just the no. Something that I've been reading in in uh, video gaming news is the. I mean, uh, Chinese uh, China has has long had a law against gambling. It's illegal to gamble in China, right? Um, and it's only recently been implemented in a way that's. That's met- why they play underground mahjong tournaments. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, and that's it's so fucking stereotyping. <laughs> I'm so sorry. At the laundromat front. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, then getting the camera. Sorry. Yeah, no, so we just totally, totally <laughs> established that stereotype. Sorry. So so the, the Chinese anti-gambling laws have now spilled over into video games. And it's forced large companies to finally reveal the actual drop rates for rare loot inside video games. Because they're now considering digital digital items that you earn in video games to be oh, fuck gambling. Me, really? Well, uh, when you think about it, in if you look at something simple like Call of Duty, or no, we'll make it even simpler, Hearthstone. Hearthstone's a collectible card video game where you pay, you know, $5 for a virtual packet of cards, and it comes with five cards, and you have a chance to get a rare drop, which is a more powerful card. I'm already hoping these people all die in their sleep. <laughs> well, I play Hearthstone, as do something like 12 million other people. It's... It's the most popular digital digital card game um, on earth. So this Chinese these Chinese anti gambling laws have forced companies like Blizzard, for the first time ever, to clearly and openly reveal what the drop rates of rare cards actually are. And it's and it's not just Hearthstone. We're talking all video games. So Destiny. How what are the chances of you killing a creature randomly in the game and getting a rare drop? And, you know, you're talking about 0.005%. Who cares? Well, uh, it's it's interesting for it, anyone who's ever played an online game. I don't I, get it. Like, you play the game to play the game. Yeah, like, no. Like, who I, gives a fuck? You know what? I'm totally I'm in the middle here because I definitely see the, the interest in knowing what the rare drops are, but I definitely see the fact that playing video games for the sake of playing video game, not... not Totally care. We're enjoying the game. games. Yeah. It's to but get away you, from reality. And what? If you, I and need if to you, analyze gambling statistics no, to no, understand it's not, what's going to happen. It's not so much that you have to analyze it. It's, it's, it's that if you've ever played a game to end game, which, you know, on an online game basically means you've finished all of the quests, you've maxed out your level, um, and really the only thing left to do is to, to push against the barrier of the developers in terms of the best challenges they could come up with you for your level at the end of the game. It's literally end game content, and the goal of end game content, you know, and that's why I stopped playing MMORPGs. The goal of end game content is to invest a hundred hours into playing a game, killing the same guy or the same boss over and over again, in the hopes that he might drop the one piece of loot that you want, which has plus one of a si- single stat that you've against the gear that you've already got. That's that's end game. That definitely well, leans much every game. more on towards your forever. interest than... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I understand that there are many, many, many people out there. Like millions that, of that, people. Yeah, millions. There's, there's a lot that, that, that play games to that extent, but I... I You're not one of them? I, no, it, it isn't that I'm not one of them. Oh, like, I'm clearly not one of them. But at the same time, I am in a sense of the games that I play 
racing games and shit. Like yeah. I, I do the same thing. Yeah, look at but, the amount of hours and things Judy. you've spent in yeah, the yeah. Like, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo and, and, and shit. There's I like remember sitting hundreds on and hundreds of hours couch in your fucking room uh, back at your dad's place, watching you <laughs> do this fucking one corner <laughs> of this <laughs> the damn, license. It would have been yeah, a license, license as well. Yeah, this fucking first corner. And you had to gold. get. You had to get this first <laughs> corner perfect. It, it would have been the same as listening to watch, uh, listening to him play through fire and flames a million times. Yeah, probably. Yeah. My, the, my point was, wasn't so much these... these. I didn't hear the start of the conversation, so I have no fucking idea what you, your point I just found it interesting. You, you didn't miss much. <laughs> oh, to, as far as Chris is concerned, we didn't miss much. I just found it interesting that the Chinese anti-gambling laws have resulted in large companies being forced for the first time in history to actually reveal how rare it is for you to get a, a specific piece of loot. That's all. Yeah. Just the just the fact that so games like Hearthstone, you you pay five dollars for a pack of cards, you get five cards. Is this real money? This is real money. So you pay five real dollars it's, to get a virtual no, pack of it's cards. It's no different to us buying packs of uh, cards, trading cards when we were younger. And Bull waiting. fucking shit! It is completely different. No, 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 no. I'm talking statistics wise. Yeah, the, to getting those Except rare you would never foil know. cards, okay, yes, everything okay, like that. It's, yes, no, it's no different. Yeah. The ratio of Except the ratio of my, my point was until now you've never had a, a large company that makes those types of cards. Yeah. Um, compelled through law to reveal what the drop rates actually are. So you always bought those physical cards in the hopes that one in every 10 packs you might get a foil the, card. The drop rates were on all boxes and all packages. It's quite different in video games and in online you know, virtual currencies that they don't reveal what those percentages are. So you have a notion yeah, in your head. There's, there's never been a law so to tell them. People waste to. money on shit that so may not like, ever come. And I found it interesting that with Hearthstone, they actually have a pity timer built in so that... A pity timer? That's it. <laughs> Everybody so wins. It, it, so sounds, like, it right. sounds like yeah. something that should be on the above a door in a fucking brothel. <laughs> a pity timer. <laughs> yeah. You blow if, your load in the first 30 seconds. You, <laughs> within, within the pity timer. Shoot again. <laughs> <laughs> If it's not within 30 seconds, it would give you a menage a trois. <laughs> yeah, so I found that interesting that they had a pity timer built in that if you buy enough packs of cards and you don't get an ultra rare, your chances of getting an ultra rare actually increases with every pack that you buy until it resets because you got an ultra rare. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting that, that large companies that can't be compelled to fucking do anything like Ubisoft, like Blizzard, people that can't be told to do anything... You're getting very fall- political sometimes on these oh, podcasts. Mm. I thought it was had, really interesting. You had a little political rant last one too. Why can't you fight for shit that matters? Like why the new Transformers movie, you know, was so shit? Like, well, because you know, it's you, a lost fucking cause. Yeah, I went out and saw it by until myself Michael, the other day. <laughs> until until Michael Bay fucking steps away from that, I've, it's a lost cause. Oh, Let's talk about Let's this talk Black Rhino Cherry Lips. Okay, and then we'll go back onto Chris's thoughts of Transformers because oh. I want to hear it. Fucking go! I was waiting for you as well. Um, we have Hop Nation Brewing Co. from Vic. Um, their Black Rhino Cherry Lips Smoked Black Gerza. It's fucking weird, and I it like is, it. It's, it's really good. It's, it's weird, like, and I like it's got it. It's so much like random. Like I'm not exactly sure what this is. It's like, like drinking a, an oatmeal stout, but it's a Gerza. 
And it's yeah, because you get it's that chocolatey. Originally, you get that that chocolatey, stouty character, and then it rounds out you've to got that a smashing salt, cherry sour, flavor, yeah, dry and, cherry, yeah. And there's so, coffee in here as well if you smell it as well. It's that it's the be the black notes. It's just um, a mad combination of everything working really well together. I'm really like, impressed because it is really well balanced, and it's an awesome label. It, it is a fucking awesome. It looks label, like a yeah. junior Rocksteady from yeah, Teenage Mutant exactly, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly what I thought too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool blue rhino smoking a cigar. Yeah, heaps cool. <laughs> I yeah. really like this, and I'm going to try and find it because that's fucking rad. What it is, is five point five? When from Quaker Cellars has heaps, like literally, you can buy them in six packs, all singles. Oh, great! Yeah, shitloads of it. It only came in today. Apparently, it was still warm when I bought it. So yeah, it only been in the fridge for two or three hours. Okay, so the uh, beer profile: black, uh, black in the glass with aromas of cherry, chocolate, and a hint of smoke. Uh, the first sip is deceiving, kicking off the uh, kicking off with a sour tang hit before complex of black cherries. Peaty smoke linger on the palate. I fucking hate peat smoked beers, but that's really good. <laughs> that might be where you're getting your coffee notes from as well. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. Very impressed. Yeah. I like yeah, it. It's, um, it's very out yeah, there. Really good. And just a, like even even the printing of the label. Like it's the, like a matte finish on the, it. Mm. The, the text is just nice and high sharp. res and yeah. sharp. Super yeah. clear, easy to read. Nice, I like it. Nice really layout. simple. Yeah. yeah Pops yeah, out. Really, really good. Yeah. 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 Okay, do you want to rip Transformers apart? <sighs> Look, I might take a piss while you do because fuck you. With I want to watch it and enjoy it. Y- you won't. I can't believe you went out and watched it by yourself, you bastard. It's because I rocked I up. I would have fucking gone with you. I rocked up to work on my day off. I was a day ahead of myself and <laughs> it was 11 a.m. <laughs> what day was this? Tuesday? Uh, what day is it today? It's fucking it's Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday meant to be work tonight. Tuesday. Well, I fucking hope not. Yeah. Sorry, Phil. Um, <laughs> Tuesday. So eleven a.m. start. So I'm up pretty early to get into the city by then. I've rocked up. I'm going fucking. Let's go. And both my boss and they go. What, what are you doing here, bro? I'm like, I've logged on. I'm just you know. I'm working. Up. No, you're not. Fuck. You're fucking with me again. Nah, nah. You're not. So luckily, one of the boys cut in sick, and I, I was like, "Oh, you you want to do a shift today?" Yeah, okay, four o'clock. What the fuck am I going to do? Go watch Transformers, bro. I go, That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Tell so, me they had it on an IMAX because um, you're right next there, to IMAX. No, there is no IMAX anymore. It's been demolished. Oh, it's gone. It's been oh. totally yeah, demolished. There, there is no IMAX. That's how cool I am and yeah. hang out in the city. It's like six months Punkle ago. Bay Wolf, look, I'm married. I don't need to go yeah. to fucking <laughs> King Street Pier anymore. <laughs> So, anyways, I went to uh, event cinemas and and it was only thirteen bucks. So I'm like, yes, wait, I'll, I'll go see it. Like, I wanted to see it anyway. Addis is not fucking keen. Michael Bay. Do you think you can claim your thirteen dollars back from Michael Bay? You know what? <laughs> I am gonna try it. I have to find who to write the angry worded I'm letter the, to. Now, the that's thing the age that we've gotten to. It is <laughs> an angrily worded is, letter. <laughs> thing is, though, I need to say fuck you to Tom for. Uh, Putting Telling the word, that it was reasonable. He said, and now I know that it's not him that saw it, but it was his mate that saw it and told him, you need new mates because they're fucking wrong. He saw it. No, he, he saw, saw it. it. Yeah, oh, he it saw was it. him. Yeah, it was his oh, opinion. Dude, you fucking- He did not it was, say it was good. He said it was, the, he it was better it was than the better bad than, scene in the last one. He said it was better than uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Okay. Now, I actually quite liked Revenge of the Fallen. Which one's Revenge of the Fallen? The third one, which you haven't seen. No, you've, I have You've only seen like the first one. No, I've seen Revenge of the Fallen has like that no, fucking Isn't he- Revenge of the Fallen the second one? With Devastator no, it's the third one. With Devastator and fucking it's the second one. No, bro. Isn't it Dark of the Moon? While you figure is- it out, I'm gonna take a look. Dark of the Moon is the third one. 
Dark of the Moon is devastated. Yeah, you're right. Revenge so of the Fallen is, is the, the underground with the fucking spidery dude and the yeah. the black dude. No, it's, whatever. it's the second one. Dark of the Moon is the third and then Age of Extinction is the fourth. Yes. And then this piece of shit's the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. But this one was better than the last piece of shit, Age of Extinction. It Which was, I haven't seen and I'm not what, going to. I'm only going to watch the it. Optimus Prime and the Dinobot. Grimlock? Even, yeah, Grimlock. Even that, like, that was why I went in to see it in the first place. You're like, fucking sweet, the Dinobots. But the thing that kind of really takes away from it is that in the comics and in the animated movies, the Dinobots are not, like, they're not the smartest of sentient yeah, they're, fucking they're robots. Kind of, they're kind of like uh, primeval man. They're they probably, are. They're, they're, like, a bit Neanderthal. Yeah. Very simple. But um, in the movie... They don't transform into their like robotic counterparts like in the cartoon, and they don't talk. They're just dumb fucking animal robots, which kind of killed it a bit. So when I watched this one, because I knew that there was going to be some cool bots and stuff in it, but thought this is a two hours and fifteen minute Michael Bay jerking off to himself in the mirror <laughs> this, while laughing all the way to the oh, back. Oh yeah, hell yeah! But it it had a tiny opening weekend. It, it like all, it only had like a sixty-five million opening weekend, which yeah. is the worst out of all of them. Total, it's like fifteen percent Rotten Tomato, so it is the worst one. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. That's lower than Superman versus Batman versus. Yeah, Superman. man, yeah. it's fucking. But it is not as bad, I promise you. Um, I think it had like a two hundred and seventeen mil budget or two hundred fifteen mil budget. Mm, Surprise me. It's made uh, just under half a mil. Um, so it's not doing too bad so far. Like cash wise, but the worst half a billion, half a million. Oh, sorry, sorry, four. Sorry, yeah, half a billion. Four hundred fifty million. Four hundred, which which is nothing. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you take you take uh, production cost, and then you at least double it, if not more. I'm just talking about out of the last couple of movies, not like of 2017. No, it's one of the four. It's like the fourth or fifth highest grossing film so far in 2017. Okay. Yeah. I, f- I find that hard to believe. I know, but, but that's, that, that's what Wikipedia told me. Okay, so right, it yeah. may not be telling the truth. But the thing that really fucking pissed me off was they had an awesome concept. Concept was back in the time before time, Knights of the Round Table shit, right? Yeah, Arthurian <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Right? So the Knights of the Round Table, right? Uh, dis- uh, Autobots and Decept- uh Sorry, the Autobots had been on fucking Earth for, for eons and eons. And Merlin, who was a real character, like a real, you know, historical being, actually um, uh, was in control, was provided with a with a tool to control the... Uh, Speaking of tools, are you totally ruining Transformers for our listeners? Yeah, spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, I'm not spoiling anything. It's all in the ads. Right. <laughs> if okay. you haven't seen the ads, then I'm... I've been I'm, avoiding them. I'm, but- I'm, I'm just telling you the ads. Don't... It, seriously... <laughs> It is fucking shit. Ronan is better than this. <laughs> <laughs> so, we should go into the backstory of this. At we some will point. at some nah, point. Nah, that needs to be an nah. joke left alone. But fucking so, Merlin's given a staff to control the uh, last knights who are uh, guarding. Oh, you totally are fucking I, spoiling I it. Yeah, just spoil it. Yeah, just spoil it. Spoiler warning. You, you warned. All right, so it's a fucking shit film. It'd be it like is. yeah, spoiling e- dog e- shit. Each of the knights of the round table have their their sort of backup Autobot, right? So there's like twelve knights. Oh, so the knights are 12. humans. They're not. They're knights. They're not. They're not. 
but there's Cybertronian knights. So when they were created and yada yada, I'm not going to get what into the it. Fuck? What are yes, they, they're, the fuck? Yes, who wrote this? Are they, shit? They're humans. The knights, as in the knights, the, the round knights table, the round are table. humans. But there are Cybertronian knights as who well. are guardians of as this well. fucking power to kill the creator, the Quintessa, and that's they fuck the Quintessence up as well. But Quintessa. The creator of all sentient life forms on I want, Cybertron. I want you to stop spoiling it now, not because I'm going to go watch the movie, but because you're ruining fucking Transformers in general for me. Michael Bay's done that. No, dude, that's nothing. Fuck uh, that guy. It's, it's actually a very cool concept. It's a cool concept. So the humans needed the Autobots. Autobots crashed to Earth, found honor in, in the humans and what they were trying to do up against this enemy, yada, yada, yada. Gave him a staff, staff of power. All the robot knights formed into this three-headed dragon and <laughs> took out the barbarians, right? That's fucking it. So now the humans are in control of the staff. Yeah. The staff has, has been put here, there, and Not wherever. The spark. And now um, Quintessa's back to to fucking take the staff. The same as the, the first movie where so Mega, Quintessa Megatron's human? She, After no, the all She's spark. the creator of... of the Autobots and the Decepticons. So she's not human. Before that, no, she isn't. She's so a, what is she? The same as the Transformers. Cybertronian. Okay. Same, same shit. Um, so when Megatron was after the fucking Allspark in the first movies, yeah. she's after the staff. Exact same shit. Yeah. And the whole thing about Bumblebee and, and uh, Optimus Prime, like, you know, this massive big war and whatnot, there was a nemesis, Optimus nemesis, who um, heaps of dudes that watch cartoons know all about. This is an evil clone of Optimus Prime. Mm. She turns him into a, a, a fucking bad version of himself, a bizarro Optimus Prime. Oh, really? Will. Does he reverse colors? Me uh, love he, you. He's, uh, that's the thing. That he's meant to go like black and purple instead of red and blue, but he doesn't. His eyes just go purple and he just becomes a mean guy. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and what, what, what's meant to happen is he's, he's meant to destroy this fucking thing and kill these humans so that they can rebuild Cybertron, blah, 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 blah. Anyway... That's basically it, and it's fucking crap. But the thing that really ruined the entire thing was, and here's a spoiler, Pete, so block your ears if you don't want to hear it. I'm not going to watch the fucking movie. Halfway through the movie, they fuck your life with the whole Nemesis Prime plot and then the Unicron plot. What? Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. The Unicron plot. So you know Unicron yeah, is, yeah. right? Yeah. So apparently Earth is Unicron. And what throughout the, the movie, throughout the movie, these big ass spires start protruding from fucking Earth. These six big uh, spires style. to form the fucking crown of Unicron, and you're like, "Holy shit! I just woke up. This movie's about to get better, regardless of how fucking shit I know it's gonna be." <laughs> but then they forget about all of the three, four different plots that they set out that could have made this movie awesome, and just go, "Fuck you!" Not only are we gonna not show you what Unicron's about, yep. tell you anything about it, we're gonna take Hot Rod. That we all loved back in the animated yeah, series. Oath. I've still got the Rodimus Prime somewhere. And not only are we not going to make him any kind of hot rod whatsoever, we're going to make him a fucking Citroen. What? Yes, an old no, school. He needs to be dark maroon oh, with this, the fucking orange flames nah, on the side of the yellow fucking Citroen. But don't oh worry, we'll end up turning him into a Lamborghini. But we're going to make him fucking French. What? Oh, that, oh my god! That well, yeah. And that just killed it for me. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. So, to anyone out there interested in going to see this movie, uh, in the dodgy way that I've just explained all that, it's more exciting <laughs> than actually watching the movie. Yeah, that sounds like masturbating with Marky a- Mark rocks, but he. I feel you like, can't rescue a movie. I it feel bad how good for him. I feel shit. bad for him because he's awesome. He's yeah. he's good in anything yeah. he does. I love him, but. Fuck you, Michael Bay. If I ever <laughs> see you, I am gonna fucking punch you in the nads. 
glass him in the uterus. Demand my 13 bucks back. On uh, on Marky Mark, uh, I got to, uh, when I was in Boston, and got to sit next to the light tower that they climbed up at the end of TED. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because it's in Fenway Park. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So we were sitting, we were sitting next to the, ah, that's the actual- cool. The actual light tower that they climbed up, as pointed out by our tour guide. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, oh, you, did you go on a tour? We you did a tour of Fenway Park. Tour. Awesome. Yeah. No, you you would you would want to do that. Yeah, I mean, just to get yeah, the history cool. and the backstory yeah. and all yeah, the cool wow, stories. Man. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Ted's a sick movie too. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Um. Well, well, I'm going to transition us to TV because I know, I want to talk about Doctor Who. I know you. I mean, Chris, you were into. You liked Matt Smith from memory as Doctor uh, Who. Actually, why are we like Tenet. when we bring that oh, up, I'll, yep. I'll correct you on that episode. I actually like my favorite Doctor was Chris Eccleston. I like really? the first one for the whole one season. Yeah, I am disappointed they didn't use him, but he set up all of those. Yeah, he did. Aggressive. You're quirks. absolutely right. But uh, David Tennant was fucking amazing. Um, and yeah, like you could never really get into Matt Smith. That was the one that you got stuck on. Yeah, Matt Smith's got a bit of a weird head. He does have a weird head. He's just got a but face he uses I can't it trust. To his advantage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's just something I can't trust about him. And and I like him. Where are you in the series, Dan? By the way, just before we finish, I have I am up to date on all of Matt Smith's shit. Yeah, okay. Oh, are you? Yeah. So you're three seasons behind. I just haven't seen the Peter dodgy uncle version of the Peter Doctor. Capaldi. Yeah. Dodgy uncle version. Yeah, <laughs> the bad uncle. And where are you up to, Dan? I am one season into Capaldi. Okay. Um, so I've just finished the later season, which is season 10. So we're up to... Jesus. There'll, there'll be a Christmas there's, special. I think there's two seasons of Capaldi I haven't watched. Yeah, that's yeah. He did three total. I yeah, say. yeah. So I've only I've only watched one. Yeah, so who's, two who's replacing him? Is anyone replacing? They haven't him? announced no, it yet. yet. Yeah, they haven't I, announced. Uh, I, actually, yes, they have. Sorry, I, I caught the last. It's uh, a really no. They haven't announced it. Carry on. I caught the last couple of seconds of him um, fighting the regeneration. Um, ah. Okay, so the, the reason I wanted to bring up Doctor Who, and obviously it is my favourite TV show, um, it Capaldi has sucked balls for the first two seasons he was in. They tried to make him quirky in a, in a way that kind of mirrored the Matt Smith and the David Tennant. You know, <laughs> Matt Smith as an actor, David Tennant as an actor. It, it didn't work. Their he, own always felt, he always looked and sounded awkward. It's too old and weird looking. But but it's, but it's not, it's not looking is what fault. worked for Matt Smith. Well, it is. That's, he's old. He's, he can't do anything about but, it. No, no, but no, no, it's not. It's, I mean, if, if the writing was, was written. If the writing is different. Talking. Yeah, I know. If the writing's different, I mean, you see him as the, uh, the sweary, off-the-wall Scottishman in yep. the uh, thing that he did. You know what? Um, he actually got more Scottish in Doctor Who. So, okay. at the start, he's got the generic English accent. By the time he finishes season 10, he's full-on Scottish. <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting they made it thicker. So, so, I wanted to bring it up because I've just finished season 10, which is the last season that Peter Capaldi's in. And they haven't announced who the new Doctor is. And it's also the last season that Stephen Moffat is writing as, as lead yeah, writer. right. Well, he was the original over the last few seasons, wasn't he? Yeah. So, so basically, uh, Russell original T. Original over the last few seasons. Sorry, he was yeah, the I'll, main writer over I'll, the last, yeah, okay. yeah. from David Tennant up uh, until so, current, so ru- No, no, no. So, Russell T. Davies wrote Chris Eccleston. And he was the lead writer for Chris Eccleston and David Tennant. When David Tennant left, um, uh, Stephen Moffat was a backup writer for Russell T. Davies. He was one of the writers for episodes. Right. Russell T Davies took over as the, as the executive writer and took Matt Smith through to Peter Capaldi. 
Oh, cool. Okay. So this is the first time that a writer has left at the same time as a doctor and it's a complete reset. Because, I mean, they haven't announced who the new lead writer is, so we don't know if it's one of the backup writers for, Ros- yeah. uh, for, for Stephen Moffat. And Peter Capaldi is finishing up at the end of the Christmas special. But what I thought was cool was they've got an actor in to play the first Doctor. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Against, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it left. Yeah, Peter I couldn't remember where it finished, but yeah. So the first Doctor, I, I can't remember his... I should have looked it up before. I'm, I'm actually kind of embarrassed, but I don't remember his name. But they... they Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so original. Yeah, so to put this in context for Chris and the listeners, Capaldi is dying as the Doctor. Yeah. Uh, he's regenerating. He's fighting it. He ends up in the TARDIS, outside the TARDIS. Outside the TARDIS in some Out- sort of Antarctica yeah, kind of area. Yeah, he ends up outside the TARDIS fighting the regeneration and another figure walks from the shadows and it is the first Doctor. The, so, the very first Doctor from the very it's, first. It's not the actor. Very, not the, the actor, actual actor. But uh, yeah, it's someone yeah. portraying that very first Doctor back in Who the stole the TARDIS from... From, from um, the girlfriends and cool. took off. So, yeah, he walks out and he goes... He said something about... I'm, no, you, you, no not, I'm, not, I'm not a Doctor. I'm the Doctor. The and he doctor, said, I yeah. doubt it. I think that I'm the Doctor. So, so, that'll be the Christmas special. At the end of the Christmas special, Peter Capaldi will die and regenerate into whoever... They've chosen for the next Doctor. You know what? I hope they don't. I hope I, they don't what? I hope they. I. I hope they leave it because they haven't announced who it is. I hope they yep. leave it on hiatus for twelve months. Yeah, there shouldn't be a twelve month break. It's only actually Peter Cavaldi and and this latest episode where they've taken more than from Christmas special. Generally, the seasons ran from April for. I think uh, 12 episodes or something like that. So this is the first year where they've taken, they took a full year break just to have Peter Capaldi come back. And I've got to say, the reason I wanted to bring it up in the first place, this last season of Peter Capaldi is actually so well written and well acted that I would go on and watch another season of Peter Capaldi. Oh, okay. It is, he, he's starting to get, I thought he would be the angry doctor. You know, the, I mean, the reason I enjoy Doctor Who is there are so many aspects to the guy's personality. He regenerates, and each each new actor that brings, the, which is really cool, brings a new aspect of of the guy's personality to bear. Matt Smith was the quirky kind of happy go lucky. The only time he ever really got pissed off was when when the little people got walked on, and I thought that was quite a good humanity story. David Tennant before him was was against violence, like yeah, aggressively yeah. against violence. And and he portrayed that really well. He had a depth to him that I enjoyed. Peter Capaldi was just didn't stand for anything really. He he started off by being angry and and you know, Doctor as a the the Doctor as a character, he's lost his homeworld. He is the last Gallifreyan, as far as he knows, um, apart from the Master, who who comes back, which is I thought was a really interestingly written. You know, they brought Missy in as a female Master, and that was really well written as a plot. But he he didn't really click. As a doctor, until this most recent episode, uh, this most recent season, could that be like due to writing though? Like yeah, heavily due to writing. Oh, yeah. Peter Capaldi is. is a is a seasoned actor and a I've very seen. good one. He's he, like because when when I heard that he was in it, and you guys told me he was in it, it took me like a year before yep. I even got around to the Matt Smith ones because I was like, nah, David Tennant's fucking awesome. That's how I started. But Matt Smith is a actually a and really yeah, really good actor. He is. He is. Um, I won't watch the Peter Capaldi ones. I have seen some other shit that he's been in. Um, the thick of it. 
Is that what it's called? The, uh, that's, yeah, the Scottish that's political... The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the thick of it, yeah. Swears but a lot. As, Swears a lot, yeah. As the writing sort of got on for, for all the Doctors, like the, yeah. you, you saw them go through changes. I think the only one that just worked the whole time for me was David Tennant. Yep. It's just from start to finish because even with... There, there, there were some shitty kind of episodes. He's a consummate he just Shakespearean made actor. the most out of everything that he ever got. Yeah. And that's, I, I, that's why I thought, I'm, thought he I'm, was I've got awesome. to, yeah. I would love for him to come to Australia. I would love to oh, meet the guy. Dude, yeah, it'd be sick. And we've met Matt Smith. So Dan and I went and saw Matt Smith and, and met him. Uh, and he's a cool dude in real life too. He's sick as a fucking dog when we met him. But um, yeah, I'd love to see David Tennant. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was really interesting that Peter Capaldi did three seasons. He's got one Christmas special left and then he's out. Wow. Um, Stephen Moffat as a writer is out. And yet this, this most recent season, the episodes have been every single episode, even the filler episodes just have been, been really interesting, really well written and really well acted. The episode, so it's going to be a shame to see him go. The first episode of the season, though, was fucking terrible. Of season 10? Yeah, it was. The, it was Pyramids episode. Oh, no. That no, it'll be the, the first episode of the first season Peter Capaldi was in. That was horrible. No, 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 no. It was the one of the most recent seasons. It was the one with the... Uh, the guy who created the Daleks. Oh yeah, that yeah, was, Davros. That was fucking. It was shit. poorly written, and and Davros and the Daleks have so much history in Doctor Who, and they really fucked that up. He, he all, all that was was just fucking magic shit. Yeah. At the end of it, yeah. it was the uh, yeah. But it was, I, I, it was I found rubbish. absolutely rubbish. So so the Peter Capaldi stuff. I mean, I thought he would be an angry actor. He turned into quite a. Uh, there was a lot of depth to it in this most recent season. And it was a sadness. And I, I thought that was really well portrayed as well. Sad. That's right. Anyway, what do you think of this beer? This is the double milk stout yeah, from so, Exit. Yeah, We've got Exit from Victoria. Um, number 15, double milk stout, 7.7%. It's boozy. It is boozy. Uh, but it's it's definitely, it's got a good, um, it's quite sweet too being a milk stout. It's got lactose added to it. So it's got a it's got that sweetness there to it as well. But it's got... It's got a good rounded sort of chocolate character to it as well, yeah. but there is a lot of booze coming. Stronger off there than as well. I, I would prefer. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I, I'm I, struggling through it to be honest. I oh, dude, hand it over. I'll be happy to fucking take it with hands. <laughs> I, I always base all my milk stouts off um, batches Elsie milk yeah. stout because mm. I very, think very that's good milk fucking stout amazing, that especially on nitro. It's probably yeah. one of my favourite dark drinks. Period. I need to grab the bottle. But it is a it is a touch boo- boozy. But I'm just curious what when you say it's a double milk stout, like what what's it, the double aspect of it? Alcohol, alcohol. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, double, triple, imperial. All all refers yeah, to yeah, alcohol right. level. Yeah. So you thought our milk stout was full of chocolatey coffee deliciousness? Well, here comes his big bro to warm your cockles on these chilly days. We need that tonight. I'm I'm actually a lot warmer now. A yeah. couple of beers down. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm sure nah. the temperature hasn't changed outside, nah. but I'm this is super definitely nice, feeling though. a bit better now. I really like this. Um, like I said, a- any kind of milk stout I quite like. I just I like how it still has that kind of creaminess to it. It's got that sort of. You know what? It's got a yeah, fucking. Head is it's got very a thick. beautiful yeah. cascading light uh, light brown to dark brown. And it's been sitting there all night. Like it's just, I, it's I think, really. I think those, um, those darker bubble sections in the head are actually uh, sugar, by the looks of it. Yeah, right. Just the, just the way it's uh, sort of cascading. I just find the level of alcohol is, is I'm struggling it, to taste it, the sweetness. Yeah, it is. It, it is boozy. Yeah, it is very boozy. It's, it's, it's nice, but it's not something I could start the night on. 
No, you know what? I'm getting a bit slurry now too. The the thing is, (laughs) if I think if I probably hadn't poured such big pours, I should have let that sit and let it warm up a bit. bit. Yeah, let it warm up a bit, and then by the time we were finished, like then be then be sipping it and having it go through. I think that would be a much much better way to drink this This, beer. To me, is a cigar smoking beer. That's it. Yeah, yeah, small amounts, a lot warmer. Yeah. And then just sit there and just just almost drink like it a through. good brandy or we a port. Do a, we should do a dark night one night, like dark, uh, dark beer review, mm. all darks. And w- would Dan let us smoke a couple of fatties in here, some cigars? Oh, cigars <laughs> are even worse than cigarettes. Uh, no, not in here. We can set up outside on the table, and you can freeze. When it your nuts warms off. up a bit, maybe we need to get you a little exhaust. Well, that's to discuss <laughs> later. We won't talk about that now. I'm I'm actually going to swap my glasses, and I'm going to let mine warm up. Cool, cool. Because I want to I want to try that when it's warmer. Sway. You've got another glass there too. Chris has already finished him, so I'm he's done. Uh, I don't fuck around. Yeah. Um, cool. Have you got anything on? Uh, I've got a couple of other movies that you guys have never mentioned, so that I just wanted to tell me one of them quick- is Kong. Oh, I, no. I like Kong. We we saw it at the cinemas. Uh, I haven't watched did it. Did you really? Yeah. See, I I'm big on monster movies. I, I fucking love monster and movies. It's everything monster. They should have taken out. The human fucking element. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Fuck yeah. the humans. Oh, totally. Samuel L. Jackson, like... Uh, Tom Hiddleston. You're fucked. The Tom Hiddleston character is totally <laughs> He's fucking pointless. Tom Hiddleston's worst movie. Samuel L. Jackson's... Oh, he's had some pretty useless characters, but this one was just I, I think unnecessarily the, the only Samuel L. Jackson. character in there that I liked was Brie Larson. Yeah. She th- was there for a point because yeah. she was there to document what, was going on. And no just, one else needed to be there. Else needed and to when be they there. got there, they all realized, except for Sam L. Jackson, how out of their fucking depths they were. When John that, Goodman. John Goodman was good. Oh, he was, he cool. was good. Oh, yeah. yeah. He knew he, what was going yeah, so, on. Though, okay, as well. so I take that back. Brie Larson, John Goodman. John Goodman. Fuck everybody else. Fuck, off. Just send yeah. those two to the those island. Those two. That's it. You haven't seen it? No, I when, haven't seen it. When it got to the spider, I freaked the fuck out. Oh, I just saw it on TV in the lounge room. I was going to say Brie Larson's pretty hot, but it's not who I was thinking of, so carry on. But the fucking spiders, pray, the praying mantis. She's gorgeous. Bugs. What are you talking about? It's not who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it'll be safe, safe, safe bet to, to leave it at that. I think I might have. You know what? I'm not going to get into that either. Anyway, let's just go discovery. where you were. I have yeah, no, no idea where you were going. Nah, but no, good. Not do I. But no, I, I, I thought it was great. I think... The fucking size of Godzilla was just Kong. Sorry, because that brings me into to go, going, going, into, going into. They need no, no, to, no, 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 no. It's all the same universe. Yeah, right. They yeah, need okay. to bring Godzilla in, and I was half expecting, hoping a little bit when I started seeing all the other the water buffaloes and the fucking spiders and all the bugs, and those fucking bird things that cut the fuck out of the dudes like that came off the trees. The bird things. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that were hanging. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know what they were. No. Bird, bat things. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was I'm, awesome. It I, was really I good love that, for that sort of shit. I thought, I thought the island was beautiful. I yeah. thought the CG was seamless. People killed it. The people killed it. Yeah. The, the, human, the human element, element of that movie completely. Yeah. I'm going to have to go it. buy it. I mean, I, I've actually noticed that in uh, buying movies on the PlayStation Network to rent, um, ever since a really loud argument about uh, uh, illegal downloads. Um, I've actually tried to rent movies as often as I can lately. Nice um, one, Pete. Yeah, well, we'll have a chat later about what your missus actually does in, in practice. But 
Um, uh, it's been a really dry. <laughs> That's what she does. It's not what I do. <laughs> I was say, yeah, I'm sure throw, you don't watch the shit uh, that she downloads. I'm not sure who you're throwing under the bus there, Addison <laughs> <Adelson> Chris. <laughs> anyway, um, I've noticed it's been really dry lately for movies. We, well, I mean, you know, yeah, Kes we went and I through. Been checking we it went recently. through. Yeah, we went through a big period, and now we were in a bit of a a, a, yeah, lull. a lull. And there's yeah. fuck all to watch. I mean, we watched The Accountant because that's, it had been that's sitting good, there, good and movie. it was actually yeah. a really good movie. Yeah. But it's it's not a new release, and and there's fuck all out recently. Other than the Power Rangers movie, which I refuse to spend six I'll bucks go on. Go and watch it, Fuck dude. you. It's I, good I, I will watch it when it's in the bargain basement bin. I can own the disc, but oh, I'm not paying $6 to rent it for two days. That's awesome. Watch, watch Kong, though. It, it yeah, was good. And it, and it does. It's in the same universe as Godzilla. Okay. Uh, and they're going to- Which they, Godzilla? The most recent one with Brian- Singer? Cranston. <laughs> Brian Cranston. Yeah. So, they're going to they're gonna bring Kong into that yeah, okay. universe. Yeah. Cool. And I, I assume that's why they set Kong in the 70s. Yeah. Because it's a shame they didn't do a Cloverfield fucking I don't Godzilla. think they made Godzilla big enough in the most recent movie, though, compared to Kong. Other way around. Kong big enough to Godzilla. Godzilla was bigger than fucking skyscrapers. Uh, Kong is only like 20 stories tall. Yeah, I don't so, know, So I, th- this, was go- this was where I was going. I think what they've done is they've set Kong in the so 70s. So he grows up. Because so, they, they, he mentions bigger. about Kong. He's is the youngest. The, the, he's, he's the, the youngest. Last. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. the last, so he's the youngest. And then yeah, good I point. think 30 years on, when we hit the 2000s, he'll be, bigger. He, he'll be, he'll be Godzilla, maybe not Godzilla-sized, but he'll be a, a match for Godzilla. And it's going to be a buddy-buddy movie. Like, they're going to fight and then... Mothra is going to come out again. And they'll team Mothra. up. They'll fucking they'll team monster up. Team up. Yeah, monster yeah. team up. I have a serious, serious issues with monster movies. I oh, fucking absolutely love them. I think that's going to be great, man. Yeah. I think we should crack this last beer. Sweet. So we've got oh. about 15 minutes left. Oh, okay. I'm getting a bit slurry. Uh, I have to say, while Dan's cracking that, this is a very short thing. I was in Kinokania the other day. Yep. Yesterday. And found a book that I thought was quite cool. Inhumans vs. X-Men, right? Given that Inhumans yeah, movie, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It was like, sweet. Fuck, only, it is almost a dark night, Chris. Mm, only an average, like, standard size uh, hardcover, right? Yep. So maybe a collection of six paper issues, right? Yep. I looked on the back. Do you have to be so fucking noisy while you pull down? Ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> $75. What? And I've gone, that can't be right. So I flicked through all the other ones. $75. Limited release? No. no. What do you want the fucking bottle for? It's we, a blank just bottle. Hit everything on the way through. <laughs> no, so I've, I've, I've taken it to the counter. I've gone like, surely surely you guys have messed something up here. This can't be 75 bucks. Like, How many pages, roughly? There's like six issues in it. It's a collection. So maybe, oh, what, you might get 20, 30 pages per issue, like 100 max, like nothing. Wow. Standard size. So the Injustice books. So a trade you, paperback size yeah, for 75 bucks. Smaller. It felt smaller. It was a hardcover, but it, it was a reasonably small size book. So, volume one of Walking Dead. No, it's just it. It is what it is. It's a standalone issue. It's a standalone. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it, it's new. So, it isn't like it's been fucking reprinted from the 80s yeah. or the 90s. Yeah, and it's hard to find. It's, there's thousands of them. Yeah. And they've, they actually looked at it and have gone, fuck, that's expensive, man. So, they've <laughs> gone through the computer and they've gone to the distributors and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, yeah. Wow. It's 75 you, you, bucks. You still spent the money, didn't you? No, I did not. Oh, good. Good. Fuck no. Fuck you, Marvel. 
Nah, I yeah, can't, fuck that. I couldn't do it. it it's it's you piss in the backyard? Man. Damn, that was fucking quick. Yes. I didn't ab- think it would be a yes. Absolutely mm, ridiculous, made it awkward. man. Yeah, no. yeah, fuck and that. Just the the fucking inflation. And uh, talking to a dude over at uh, uh, was looking into um, X Men New New Mutants. This is going to be a punch in the test. Yeah, I can't wait. Where Deadpool makes his first appearance in. New Mutants? Seriously, Dan, dude. Dan again. Fucking, so how's this? The first appearance of Deadpool runs for a couple of hundred bucks, like up to 300 bucks, right? Single issue. Yeah. Since a Deadpool movie's been out, over a thousand bucks. Wow. For like a, what, a 20-page first issue? Yeah, just for yeah. first appearance. And yeah. this is like 91, 92, something like that. It's not yeah. really all that old either, but it's insane. And now the second movie's coming out. Uh, that's just going to... It's, it's, it's just popularised him, and I mean, reading, nuts. having read Deadpool for a long time before before it became this this pop culture uh, icon, and the the movies and that were released. I love the old Deadpool's yeah. the, the 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 writing and having having three characters in one. Yeah, was, they didn't have to pander to popular audience. The thing so they, they could do whatever though. the fuck they wanted and establish his own yeah, his own personality. The, the have now, I mean, yeah, I've, have I've, now. I recently bought um I recently bought a Deadpool. Get ready for a kick, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was videoing this. It's fucking beautiful. It's, Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we need to stop and talk about this beer. So this is um Yuli's. Oh, is this a barrel age? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I've just got like a mouthful of saliva that's just. just You're getting those tannins, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. dry, dry tanninness from wow. the from the barrel. This is Yuli's with dark beer. Dad's Army Chris's Imperial Stout, eight point six percent. It tastes will, like a stronger than eight. I'm, this uh, is it's all it's all happening back here. It's 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 great. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's it's almost all coffee in terms of the flavors I get out of it. There's to me, though, I don't know whether you guys get it. Like that mid palate, there's almost this cherry juiciness yeah, yeah. to it. Like I, I I keep auto. I what's the word? I keep defaulting to to say like a kind of a raisiny, raisiny. Yeah, sort of I note, get a lot of raisin out of it actually, which I fucking hate raisins. But um, this I actually is think this is good. Yeah, to me, this is beyond raisin. This is <laughs> this is something. Beyond raisin, deeper in your soul than raisin. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond the raisiny depths of your soul. Um, I, I mm. lo- really love that. That is, yeah. I get. There raisins. is a bit of sweetness to it too. Yeah, there, there, there is. There is actually. Oh uh, no, he told me the gravity that it finished at. There's a lot of fucking sweetness there. Yeah, I'm impressed to to get there's, there's to a get lot a of... sweetness note out of something that's that molten forward and that fucking strong because mm. yeah. there's a lot of alcohol in it. Um, but yeah, I'm I impressed. It being being a full point higher <laughs> than <laughs> just looking at Pete like concentrating fact. on getting every word out <laughs> clearly articulating I, it properly. Yeah, I, I tend to, yeah. Anyway, there he goes. There he goes. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm that drunk friend that no one likes. <laughs> nah, but in um in terms of some of the other barrel age stuff that I have had. Molasses. I have not really been too much of a fan of purely because it's just it's so whiskey. Yes, 
you, you can get some of those and you can get some of those barrel age ones that are really they really draw the tannin out of the wood like this has definitely got some tannin in it and that's what's stimulating those it's saliva not glands though. no it, it, it's doing no. what you want it to do you're getting that like excess saliva in yeah. your mouth afterwards mouthfuls of it that's that's that tannin that's being drawn out of the wood yeah. but the 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 flavor's definitely there and it's definitely got that tannin effect on it but it's not uh it, it's not making it unpleasant it's, it's, it's not actually uncomfortable. it's actually making it more pleasant the more you actually drink the less of that you get and the more you start getting more of the flavors as well like it's your palate starts to readjust to it there's um there's yeah molasses fucking great. is what i get yeah, out of it there is definitely a molasses character to it too and that's probably that really a, bittery sugary that that yeah. sugary it's probably the sugary age it's yeah. probably the 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 fact that it's been sitting in a barrel <laughs> for 12 months i'm impressed oh, so this is, huge, it's, it's 12 month age it's 12 month it? old yeah this um, is this is really so where can you buy this i i will have to get you to add that into the show notes because james has only just kegged it only a couple of days ago. So, so it's fresh as fuck. It's fresh as fuck. Um, I will get him to send me the notes on where it is. And yeah, cool. I mean, if you- I will go like and buy that, a pint of yes. this. Yes. Yeah. We'll-, we'll uh, It's going to we'll, be my new triple threat. We'll get in Phil's ear and get him to get, <laughs> oh, him to get dude, a keg over yeah. the pump house. Yeah, for sure. We've got less than 10 minutes left, so- um, I, Just one of the movies that going on the My Love of Monster Movies, I watched it on the plane, Victor Frankenstein. So it's Daniel Ratcliffe and James McAvoy. What the fuck? Yeah. So James McAvoy is- Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter, Peter. <laughs> yes, thank you, Chris. Okay. Just in case. You You're were, fucked. You were looking at the wall like my cat for a second thinking, there. Do I, I have time like, to take a piss before the doing? end of the episode? That's what I was thinking. Are you, if you leave right now, <laughs> I have great confidence. I'm never preloading at your house before an episode again. <laughs> okay, go. Um, so- Victor Frankenstein, uh, James McAvoy is Frankenstein. Uh, Victor Frankenstein. As in, yeah, okay. Not Frankenstein's monster. Not Frankenstein's monster. He is Dr. Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, Daniel Ratcliffe is Igor, the hunchback. What? So he starts off the hunchback. I'm not going to go too far into- That sounds awesome already. Both great uh, UK actors. Daniel Ratcliffe, English. James McAvoy, obviously Scottish. But they are so- great actors and seeing these two guys work together on screen was fucking amazing i really loved it and i went in it with very quite low expectations um, as you would i would yeah and but it, in the end even when you see frankenstein the the frankenstein's monster at the end of the movie <laughs> uh it's 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 such a modern version of old Frankenstein. So I'm talking Boris Karloff, bolts in the neck, flathead Frankenstein. Really? But a modern take on how he would look if that Frankenstein was made. New tech and stuff like new, that. Not new tech, but just a just a modern interpretation of what he would look rather than that very boxy, squared-shouldered, almost, almost Herman Munster-like. It's hard to imagine that when you say a modern take on it because no one... No one, there no is one's no modern done it take. Well. There's, yeah. it, they all frank, even Van Helsing, that was, that for was, me, that was like the modern take. But, but that was kind of a was 90s, 2000s yeah. kind of take. Yeah. So you take that, take that um, Boris Karloff, Van Helsing, Frankenstein, and then bring that another 15 years forward. I don't know what it would look like. I'll have to watch it. 
great. I love that the the when he came into it, it was great. But I mean, it's not focused on that, and you'd know that from the first ten minutes of the movie because Igor's character is the narrator. So Daniel Radcliffe ah, is Igor. Okay. Um, yeah, I got he, that. And he goes. Uh, very first intro to the movie, he goes, everybody knows about Frankenstein's monster, but very few people know about the man himself. Right. And then it, so it follows their path to creating Frankenstein's monster. Rad. So, and they're thinking and Frankenstein's thinking and how Igor helps him. It's a, it's a whole obviously new take on Igor and everything like that, but I loved it. To the point, to the point, I'll go and fucking buy the DVD and watch it again. I really loved it. I thought it was really, really good movie. Yeah, really good movie. And (coughs) (laughs) I thought that was a a pause for gravity, but no, 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 it wasn't. Well, I mean, it kind of was, but then it turned into a a choking. Um, It, it's, it's borderline popcorn movie, but which is good from time to time. Oh yeah, but but the thing with it is it's got too much weight to it and too much actual emotion to it what's happening to and be it, a popcorn movie to be a popcorn movie kind of blase uh, it off. exactly yeah the acting you, chops of the actual uh, actors yeah, the, well daniel the, radcliffe kind is a of fucking good actor dude, he's he a is. very good actor and james mcavoy what was the great. movie what was the movie that he did where he turned into the beast Horns. Yes. Yeah, Horns. that was great. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome. Oh, Again, again odd. fucking Daniel brilliant. Radcliffe and uh, Indie Alice movie. was like, oh, we need to watch this. Oh, fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> All right, let's go. One of the <laughs> most- I'm going to mark that so I can fucking get rid of it later. <laughs> One of the most awesome. unique movies I have seen Horns. above yeah. everything yeah, in okay. the last 20 years. Of Tusk proportions in terms of yeah. it's just fucking- <laughs> You know what? I haven't seen Tusk either. Tusk, I've, Jesus. I've, I've it's, got it's, it on It's ready much to go. better than yeah. Tusk. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a different, like, Tusk is pure popcorn movie. And, and incredibly disturbing. It, very disturbing, but still kind don't, of amusing. Don't watch it if you want to sleep well that night. No, I've, no, yeah, not at all. I've got a bunch of movies queued that I can't watch at the moment. So we, we started watching The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and I've got no idea what it's about, but the first five minutes, they're literally autopsying oh, some, yeah, they're some in the crispy, yeah. crispy bitch, and I just, Kez and I, the, the wife they, and I just turn it off. <laughs> so we can't eat. Can't How eat dinner watching this, this stuff, though, and go, it's oh, Karen, your, so your, your wife James loves Stone, horror movies. I've seen the trailer for it. It looks great. It's on the PlayStation Network. Right. The, the wife yeah. loves horror movies, so anything that's horror-related, we, we go out of our way to, to cue to, down, to, to watch. Yeah, yeah. We don't... Yeah. You cue to download? <laughs> you, you trip yourself up there. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I can pay for it, I will. You fucking bullshit liar. I will, I will, <laughs> I will happily pay any bastard except Foxtel. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave one, that alone. Probably, probably one thing we could all agree on. Yeah, yeah. I do pay Foxtel. I buy Foxtel Play for Louise when Game of Thrones comes out. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's <laughs> every fine. every That's season. I think I paid. I paid for six months. To, I paid for six months worth of subscription just for Game of Thrones, and yeah. went. What am I doing? Because I still end up buying the DVD anyway because I get better quality out of it. Anyway, we're we're coming up to the end of. The, End of the episode. I will slow down speaking. Um, One last movie I want to throw in before you do that. 
Last Dragon Slayer. I was very dodgy on watching it. Last Dragon Slayer. It's called The Last Dragon Slayer. It's very Discworld. Oh, they do another Dragon Heart too, but that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Last no, that's out. Yeah, I've, I've been avoiding it because it doesn't have Sean Connery voicing. Yes, it does. What? Oh, yes, really? it does. Oh, really? Oh. It sounded like you might have known it is, but it sounds like it's him. <laughs> there's there's lots of Sean Connery's impersonators out there. Sean Connery and Sandwich. Right. The Last Dragon Slayer, very, very Discworld. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sweet. If I... Didn't know it wasn't Discworld because I've read a lot of the books. Yep. I would have sworn it was because it was it was fucking really good. Love a good I, Terry. I Pratchett. went in. I went in on a whim. It was heaps of fun and just that that real English Discworld kind of world. So yeah, yeah cool. check it out. I was just going to say before we wrap that. How long um, have we got, by the way? Negative five seconds. No, okay. Um, t-shirts. So we're we're giving away. I thought you went into this already. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we, we introduced it He's at the saying start. saying it again. I wanted people to listen to the whole episode. Every so 20 they... minutes, Dan, just to oh, keep it fresh. Oh, you were doing it then. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you want a free uh, Bounty Hunter Banter t-shirt with a really cool uh, design on the front, please email very us. Very descriptive, Pete. <laughs> it just sells it. <laughs> well, it's an X-Wing with a beer glass that is also a microphone. If you, you want, want a cool shirt, let us know. You want a cool shirt. <laughs> um, then send me... Uh, so, so, we're giving them away to the first 10 people that share our podcast um, link on Facebook. Uh, and so you need to share, then you need to email us with your size. And so at, at contact at bhbanter.com. And sign a waiver. And let us know what you love about the show. We have a survey too. So <laughs> stop confusing shit. I am too drunk for this shit, Chris. So Turn you around to do- and touch your toes. I'm going to show you where the wild moose goes. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucked. This is turning into the, the, the drunk episode. So that you need to do two things. You need to share the episode on Facebook, which um which you'll see when we put up the post. And then you need to email us at contact at bhbanter.com and tell us your shirt size and what you love about the show. That's it. Bye. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Agreed, although I'm sure all of the man warmth will, will heat this room once it, <laughs> He's already we'll recording drink. that too. So. <laughs> yeah, right, really. He's going to do that sneaky little I put it in takes at the end. Yeah, man. put it in at the end of the fucking episode like you did last time. Man funk. <laughs> <laughs> we just drink enough that it, you don't feel it anymore. Smell it anymore, you mean. Yeah. Beyond the reasony depths of your soul.